Joining me on the phone is Michelle Mason. She's the CEO of the Association Forum, and we're going to talk to her about uh, associations, largely Chicago-based associations, associations that are national in scope, based in Chicago, and what the pandemic has done to them. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Rick, for having me tonight. Maybe, maybe as I've been saying, you're you're basically in charge of the Association of Associations, which I joke to, to somebody that's almost like saying I'm the head of the Department of Redundancy Department. But, but, <laughs> but maybe you could explain exactly what the Association Forum is about. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, before I do that, Rick, I actually like to, to thank our uh, healthcare professionals and frontline workers and first responders. So those are uh, the heroes during this pandemic. Um, Chicago is the home to uh, the second largest market for associations, representing the number one market for healthcare and medical associations. And so, as you said, we are the association for associations here in Chicago for over 104 years. We have represented um, over 1,700 trade and professional associations with more than 47,000 employees. This represents an economic annual impact of $12.3 billion here in Chicago. Our mission is really simple. It's to advance the professional practice of association management. Our members are the American Bar Association, the American Dental Association, American Hospital Association, National Restaurant, and so many more. And, um, I mean, there's so many facets involved here. I mean, uh, with what associations do, from ranging from certification-type issues to uh, even conventions and those kinds of things. And, I mean, this what, what, what has the pandemic done to associations? It's had a significant impact on associations, just like everyone else across the board. Um, For us, it has impacted our revenue streams, associations. Uh, Fundamentally, the definition of an association is a group of people joined together for a specific purpose. And to do that, we do that through meetings. We do that through uh, conferences. We do that through education events and such. And so what the pandemic has caused is for us to see a softening in that revenue, as well as seeing a softening in the revenue as it relates to our our membership dues. As I mentioned, we represent a vast majority of associations. And so I'll give you an example of one organization that's familiar to most, that's the American Dental Association. And so when we think about dentists, we think about the ADA, which is headquartered here in Chicago, has over 200,000 dentists that have not seen a patient in two months. And think about the impact of ADA from a travel uh, from a, a convention's perspective, it's, has, it's having a huge economic impact. And just recently, and we appreciate that 501c3 organizations were included in the third release package. We're hopeful that there will be a fourth stimulus package that will include 501c6 organizations, which represent the vast majority of our population. Why don't you explain what a, a 501c6 uh, is? is that's that's a, <laughs> under under the tax code. 
Great. I'm happy to do so. So when we think about tax-exempt organizations, um, it refers to federal income tax exemption governed by the Internet, um, the Internal Revenue uh, Code. So 501c3 organization is typically a charitable organization, education, religious organization, many are scientific-based. A 501c6 organization is operated to promote a common business interest um, and to improve business conditions. So, for example, we think about trade associations, and when we think about that, uh, an example would be the uh, National Manufacturing Association. Um, Association Forum is a 501c6 organization. We also have a 501c3, which is more of our charitable arm and our education arm. And so 501c3 was included in the last uh, relief bill. Absolutely. 501c3 organizations were included. 501c6 organizations were not included. And so we've engaged in a significant aggressive advocacy efforts because we recognize that 501c, nonprofit organizations or businesses in general, we have payrolls. We put, we, our focus now during this uh, pandemic is to make sure our staff are employed. As I mentioned to you, there are over 40,000 uh, employees uh, in nonprofit nonprofit organization association specifically is what I'm focused on today. And so our focus is to make sure we keep our people employed and we're able to maintain normal business operations. We realize that this is not a sprint, it is a marathon, and that's why the support um, is required for us and inclusion is important. We recently had a town hall with uh, Representative Raja Christomorphy, and he is a strong supporter of associations, and he encouraged us to mobilize on a national day of advocacy because we know that the time is now, the time is of essence, and we need to concur, uh, to contact our congressional leaders uh, because the relief, the relief is important to us. We want to keep our members in business. We want to keep our, our members, members uh, uh, employed as well as our staff. We're speaking with Michelle Mason. She is the CEO of the Association Forum, the association that basically looks out for other associations, the the kind of umbrella for associations, uh, not only here in Illinois and Chicago, but nationally as well. Michelle, we're going to take a quick break and we'll continue our conversation. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the, the Sunday Spin. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pierce from the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. Joining me on the phone is Michelle Mason. She is the CEO of the Association Forum. We're talking to her about the impact of the pandemic on the association industry. And Michelle, I I, kind of maybe let's move backwards just a little bit here because I I tend to wonder if people, when they look at and, and consider something like, you know, a business association or an industry association, if in some respects they don't view that as kind of a, a bureaucracy kind of situation without maybe understanding what these associations actually do. Yeah, uh, well, associations impact everyone's life, and we, as most businesses or organizations, we have governing bodies that are responsible for setting our strategic direction. In times like today, associations advocate uh, so that there is relief uh, for their members who are, on, in many cases I mentioned, 
Chicago is the largest market for healthcare medical associations on the front line. So when we think about that and we think about the advocacy, the education, the certification, the accreditation, the professional development it provides as, me- as members, I can't imagine a world without a dentist not being accredited. I can't imagine a world without uh, an attorney not having access to continuing education or even hospitals without inspection. So these are the type of services that associations provide. And, uh, and again, with the lack of, of support or the limited support during this time, we're not able to fully provide those services in a way that will help our members continue to deliver the impact, um, the societal impact that they have been known to, to provide. And I can understand that some of these professional uh, associations like uh, dental, medical, uh, realtors, those kinds of things, where, where continuing education licensing issues certification issues continuing education uh is 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 an ongoing type of of circumstance but it can't be accomplished right now well we are you know like most organizations now we have to pivot we are looking to do things in a different way we have entered if we will say the new normal where we would traditionally look to our primary engagement being in person. We are leveraging technology, whether it's virtual or looking when we're able uh, to reconvene a hybrid approach. Uh, we do believe that this there will be a new normal and our business models will be more innovative uh, than ever in the future. Uh, so, so there is a level of education and certification continuing to be uh, delivered, but it's not what it used to it was a couple of months ago. I mean, it was just, as you know, it was overnight. Things changed. And so, you know, we are, are, are adjusting to this new day and looking to, to the future, which we believe could at least be 12, 18, 24 months before things turn around. As we have a very close relationship with the travel and tourism industry, which is being impacted significantly. To Chicago, for example, is the Convention and Visitors Bureau that is responsible for marketing the city of of Chicago. Choose Chicago is a 501c6 organization, so it doesn't have access to the funds as well. So it's not just the type of organizations I represent. There's a whole supply chain that's being disrupted here. Yeah, and and you, you make a good point is that, you know, with conventions and those kinds of things, and I'm not saying just here in Chicago or whatever, but there is that kind of symbiotic relationship of conventions yeah. and associations mm-hmm. with uh, the hospitality industry with exactly. hotels, with restaurants, and obviously we're, when you look at hotels and restaurants, which are really two of the most struggling industries mm-hmm. right now, I mean, obviously the sooner that uh, associations could return to a point where we can have conventions again, I'm still doubtful that uh, despite uh, Tom Perez, the Democratic National Chairman, saying this morning that he believed that uh, the Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee will go on as scheduled in mid-August. Mm-hmm. I think there are serious questions about whether that indeed will happen. But certainly in kind of trying to restart the economy, there would seem to be a role for associations in, in trying to get hotels, get restaurants, get things Absolutely. back to normal. 
absolutely. I, uh, associations are key or essential to reigniting the, um, the the economy. We at Association Forum are starting a campaign in Night to Restart because we need for Chicago to be successful here. And we know that it is a collaboration, it is a partnership, and tourism and travel is a very important component of our business. And I don't know about you, Rick, but I live downtown. And, and when I when I see uh, that the, the, the lack of, of, of tourism and, 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 and those enjoying our wonderful city, City here, I know that we're not bringing citywide to the city, right? We need those who fuel our economic engine. So it will be a, a long road ahead, but I know collaboratively with our partners, uh, we will we will recover from this. It, it will look very different, I predict, in the future. Well, I was going to say, yes, we're, we, there, there will be changes, and we're all kind of you know, a lot of us are working remote these days, and we're we're learning technologies that we mm-hmm. never worried about before. I, I, I mean, you know, everybody knows how to do Zoom. I think almost now exactly. those kinds of things. Yeah. It's, and, and sure, it's not the same as that. You know, uh, personal contact, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I have to think for economic reasons. You know that that isn't going to have an effect to to change things uh, as we go forward. But economically, we, we, we need to figure out what is that right mix. You know, as I mentioned, associations generate about $12.3 billion in economic impact. That's just here in the Chicagoland area. But when we look at it from a national perspective, associations employ over $1.3 million um, uh, or have you know, their access to $1.3 million jobs, as well as a payroll of $55 billion. So this is a bigger – this is a bigger um, – issue here. It's not just Chicagoland. We have visitors from, from all over, particularly at Association Forum. 89% of my membership is national, international in scope. And so my members, members are not able to travel to bring that revenue back to our city here in Chicago if they're convening their meetings. Yeah, well, and as we mentioned with Dennis, if you're not practicing, if you're not practicing, yeah. you're not paying dues. You're not practicing, you're not being dues, exactly. And think about it, ADA endorses our toothpaste, and our dentists are not working. So uh, we, we really need to uh, to make sure they have relief during this time. We really need to make sure the Illinois delegation hears our plea and is supporting us. And we at Association Forum, we're very committed to making sure they have access to the education to understand um 501c6 organizations and the contributions they're making economically, not just nationally, but locally. Um, when we look at these associations, I mean, are some literally on the brink? There are. There, there's one. Um, there's one. I, I'll tell you. This, I'll share the story. We've been uh, discussing this story for a while now. The National Association of Concessionaires, located here in Chicago, their members are movie theaters, stadiums, arenas, zoos, aquariums, amusement parks. So you can follow the the the, uh, the thread here. And so we are not convening large meetings, and so their members are are, are not able to generate the revenue uh, to sustain their businesses, and therefore it has an impact on the association so the entire supply chain is being disrupted a different kind of supply chain than what we've been talking about more recently 
Exactly. So when we look at their supply chain, we're all we're looking at these large event spaces, but we're also looking at the suppliers. We're looking at the equipment manufacturers um, that are all members of the association. And so this is a small organization located here in Chicago. Sixty percent of its revenue is generated from meetings. Sixty percent. So by July, that organization will need to make some decisions. You mentioned that uh, your uh, members spoke with uh, Congressman uh, Raja Krishnamurthy, the the Democrat from uh, uh, Schaumburg area. Uh, I'm curious, what is what is the reception uh, of your request getting with other members of Congress as we wonder when there's going to be because there will be uh, what because we wonder when and what's going to be in that next uh, relief bill well you know we heard earlier today on the national news that there might be a pause well i would advocate that we can't afford a pause on this fourth package and i know that we know that uh, Raja Christomorsi is very supportive of associations. His wife is an anesthesiologist. The American Society for Anesthesiologists is located in Schaumburg, Illinois, and it's one of our largest members. So he understands who we are. He gets who we are. And he is uh, very supportive. We are also planning to touch base with Senators Durbin and Duckworth offices. Uh, we would like they are supportive of associations. They understand what 501c6 and three organizations represent to our economy and so our goal again is to equip them with these talking points to the education to to advocate for us in washington and we were we're talking we're, we're mentioning you're mentioning names of democrats but i mean associations are are a business organization that would exactly. also seem to you know have the interest of republicans as well what have you heard from that side of the aisle we are bipolar. We are bipartisan, and so and yes, we're absolutely willing and able and excited to work with any who's um, available to support our cause. And I mean, what is it you're looking for in this in this uh, next relief legislation? We're looking at we're looking for financial aid. We're looking for economic relief. We're looking for stimulus dollars to maintain for associations to maintain their um, payrolls and to maintain their business operations. I'm sorry. How much are you looking for? Uh, we're looking for federal loans. We're looking okay. for support. Um, in this next package, 501c6 organizations were um, excluded, 501c6 and c5 organizations. And so uh, we're just looking for aid. Just as uh, we appreciate, again, the support that was uh, provided, a 501c3, uh, but there's a larger universe and market out there as it relates to c6, c5, c501c organizations. So basically, if there's another round of, like, the payroll protection program, exactly. you're, you're looking mm-hmm. for a seat at the table in that, which is basically aimed at more kind of labor intensive uh businesses than yes we're we're yes we're looking for aid we're looking for support our as i mentioned our goal is to keep our uh our staff on payroll to make sure our people are employed and uh to do that we need a financial uh relief That's Michelle Mason. She is the CEO of the Association Forum. That's kind of the umbrella organization for associations far and wide and a very big part of Chicago's economic vitality. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Uh, thank you so much for having me, Rick, and thank you uh, to our, our governor and our mayor for all the great work they're doing, leading effort. Up ahead on your Sunday spin, we're going to speak to economics professor David Merriman from the University of Illinois, Chicago. We're going to discuss uh, the report that uh, he helped co-author about the real financial mess that Illinois faces with the pandemic. That's all up ahead. You're listening to the Sunday Spin on WGN.